Good morning, everyone. This is the Finance Committee of the San Francisco County Transportation Authority. It's Tuesday, May 10, 2016. Um, our clerk is Mr. Steve Stamos. Um, could you please do the roll call, Mr. Stamos? Sure. Item one, uh, roll call. Commissioner Campos. Campos absent. Commissioner Cohen. Cohen absent. Commissioner Kim. Here. Kim present. Commissioner Marr. Here. Marr present. Commissioner Yee. Here. Yee present. We have quorum. Thank you. I wanted to thank Josh Alexander and Charles Kremenak from SFGTV for televising us today and as always. Um, please call the second item. Uh, the uh, consent calendar, items two to three comprise the consent calendar. These items are considered routine. Staff is not planning to present on these items, but are prepared to present if desired. If a member objects, any of the consent items may be removed and considered separately. Thank you. I see no questions about consent calendar. Let's open this up for the public comment. Anyone want to talk about consent calendar? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Colleagues, can we approve the consent calendar, or do we need a roll call? Okay, roll on call. the consent calendar, um, Commissioner Campos. Campos absent. Commissioner Cohen. Cohen absent. Commissioner Kim. Yes. Kim, aye. Commissioner Marr. Yes. Marr, aye. Commissioner Yee. Aye. Yee, aye. The consent calendar is approved. Thank you. Um, item number four. Item four, state and federal legislative update. This is an action item. And we have Mr. Mark Watts. Good morning, um, commissioners. I'm happy to be here again today. There are six bills we want to draw your attention to um, for actions uh, ranging from watch to oppose. Uh, the first measure is found on page 17. It's AB 2088, and it deals with hit and run accidents. And please, it, it deals with um, uh, someone who accepts a lesser charge, having a reduced um, uh, uh, penalty. And we've recommended watch at this point in time to see how this bill fares. Uh, second bill, um, page 24, AB 2586 by Assemblymember Gatto um, deals with uh, parking. It's the Parking Bill of Rights, uh, according to him. And it, it uh, deals with um, a number of parking-related activities where he's trying to rectify what uh, he believes are uh, bad policies by uh, administered by cities and counties around the state. And we have recommended a watch as well as that, although we've been notified that the MTA may be seeking um, uh, an amendment to deal with one of the aspects that deals with uh, uh, broken meters, um, maybe limit the, the period of time. Um, AB 2602 on page 24 as well uh, deals with disabled parking placards. Um, and this establishes a two-tiered um, system and uh, was distinguished by disabilities that uh, have severely limited uh, mobility. And uh, I understand we, while we're recommending a watch that the uh, MTA as well is uh, looking possibly to support that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, Mr. Levine, on page 37 of the matrix, has sponsored ABX 124. This was introduced in special session late uh, in 2015, essentially, and it would convert the MTC from the current uh, appointed body to an elected um, body um, and transition over a period of time. It's already out of sync with uh, the reality of time, uh, time and dates because it has... Uh, a sunset date of 2016 for the current law with a new uh, structure to go in place in 2017. 
He has not been able to move his his measure because it's in special session, and special session hasn't convened uh, for him to have the bill referred to even to a committee at this point in time. Nevertheless, a uh, recommendation of oppose would give us the ability to um, uh, up, jump in in case at the uh, in the waning days of the legislative session, the special session comes back into play and his bill is referred. His bill is uh, one of 25 that will most likely. They're not the center of, uh, of interest of the special session, so it's not likely that the legislature would re refer them, but you never know what the uh, end of session pressures might bring by way of surprises. So this would put you in a position to be uh, prepared to act to oppose. And I just wanted to thank you for that recommendation because of our kind of, we have the two champions of Vision Zero kind of on each side of me, and I think this is really critical that we oppose those kinds of efforts that are counter to um, creating safer streets and a culture of safety. But thank you. Um, SB 951 is on page 39 of the matrix, and this would establish a, a Golden Gate uh, Patriot Pass program. And this is an effort by the author who's from the North Coast to try to develop uh, transit passes partially funded by the state and partially funded by volunteer transit agencies to the benefit of uh, veteran uh, veteran users of, of the transit systems. It's, although it's got a pretty uh, structured uh, framework in place, it just does not yet have a, uh, a funding source. It depends upon a future appropriation in the budget process. And it does require, if it ever gets to that point and it is activated, it would require that uh, any of the applicant transit agencies that seek to access this program would have to match it based on whether they're uh, at different levels of match depending whether they're urban, rural, or uh, very rural uh, areas of the state. So I think this is a, a concept. We'll probably see it come back. Um, at, it's still alive at this point in time, but again, it, the, the challenge for the author is finding a funding source for it. And last but not least is Senator Hill's SB 986, and this is on page 39 of the matrix. Um, and it reduces the penalty for right turn on red violations from $100 to $35. Uh, that's the one I was referring to, Mr. Watts, as counter to Vision Zero, but I thought you had already covered that. I see. I understand that. And, and the recommendation is opposed, um, again, because, you, as you point out, it runs counter to what the city and county are trying to do here and others in the state. So we would recommend taking an opposed position on that. Other than that, I'd be ready to try to answer questions about the 40 pages of bills that you have in front of you or uh, anything else that's going on in Sacramento at this point in time. Uh, Commissioner Yee. Uh, just curious in terms of um, SB 986, what's the motivation for this? What, I mean, what's Talk the to the author's office. They... So that's they Senator feel, Jerry Hill from San Mateo? Yes. Okay. And, and uh, you know, his staff has explained that they just view it as a very minor um, infringement, and uh, that was what he, uh, and I think it may have actually come out of a uh, concept from the citizens in his county who don't like to get the larger tickets because the tickets build up as you add the penalties and fees on top of it. So I think that's the true motivation. It's not uh, founded in real straight policy as far as I can determine. Thank you. I mean, um, where is it right now? It's in the second house um, transportation committee. 
I would like us um, maybe at the board level to have a resolution to oppose this. And I think it's totally counter to our efforts looking at red light cameras to speeding, um, automated speeding enforcement, um, and then even just WACSF's efforts to, to humanize the, the killings on the streets and the serious dangers. And this is total counter to Vision Zero as we've been trying to implement too. Um, other questions about legislation? I had one um, that Angelina, you from my staff, um, highlighted. It's um, it's AB 869. I believe it's on page 36 of the, the overall packet, and it's really increasing fare evasion, um, fare evasion penalties. Um, and as we, as a city, and our I think our legislative delegation is looking at decriminalizing fare evasion. I think it, it's a, another one that I'm hoping we take a closer look at, but it's AB 869. By Mr. Cooper? Yeah. Could you talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, that bill is a, a bill that was introduced by uh, at the request of Sacramento Regional Transit District. They've been trying to uh, take advantage of the administrative adjudication transit court process that's in law that's been made available for several years. And they've had just a very difficult time um, uh, coming up with something that's workable that the court system and the county would uh, work with them on. And so their attempt uh, through 869 was to, um, first and foremost, what they would like to have is a transit court with maybe a $10 for fare evasion uh, at, at all levels but then have the hammer if somebody abuses the and doesn't pay the $10 after several times, have the ability to criminalize it. So um, it, it's just an attempt. They've run into a block wall, and the bill is parked on the second house floor. So it's not in danger of going anywhere at this point in time. Yeah, it's also counter to a broad coalition of low-income people that the Community Housing Partnership and Coalition on Homelessness and Supervisor Avalos have before us at the board that's really trying hard to look at the impacts of fees on low-income people and homeless. Um, but I think and as our efforts to um, decriminalize fare evasion kind of for adults and minors, I think this is counter. But So it's a watch, and I, I won't raise any recommendations on it, but I'm concerned about legislation like that. And I would just add to that, if I might, sir, um, that the, the bill in its present form is not going to move forward. Okay. If they can find a pathway then they'll have to develop amendments and, and present it at that point in time. It'll go back to committee. And at that point, I think you could weigh in okay. one way or the other. So I see no other questions. Um, let's go to the public. Anyone from the public would like to speak on the, um, the legislative recommendations? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Um, Mr. Samos, can we take this? Um, we don't need to do a roll call. Uh, the House has changed. So the House has changed. So we, we need a roll call on the recommendations by our legislative advocate. On item four, uh, Commissioner Campos. Campos absent. Commissioner Cohen. Aye. Cohen, aye. Commissioner Kim. Aye. Kim, aye. Commissioner Marr. Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Yee. Aye. Yee, aye. The item is approved. Thank you. Um, item number five. Item five, preliminary fiscal year 2016-17 annual budget and work program. This is an information item. And we have uh, Deputy Director Cynthia Fong. 
Good morning, everyone. Cynthia Fong, Deputy Director for Finance and Administration. Uh, what we have before you today is the fiscal year 1617 uh, fiscal year budget for the San Francisco County Transportation Authority. This is your first look. You'll also uh, have this item come before you at next month's Finance Committee meeting. We have for you a uh, presentation, an 18-page presentation um, today to go over the budget. I'll present the first half, and I'll have our executive director, Tilly Chang, present the um, annual work plan, and then we'll wrap it up for any questions, comments, or any other further direction you have for on the, on the annual budget. Uh, the fiscal year 16-17 budget consists of um, major areas such as our sales tax revenue, our federal, state, and regional grant revenues, our uh, Prop AA uh, vehicle registration fees, our transportation fund for clean air program, and our Treasure Island Mobility Management Agency. Um, I should also note that the budget for um, TIMA will also go before the TIMA committee in the month of June as well for approval. Uh, we also have line items for capital expenditures, our operating administrative costs, our financing and debt service costs. Uh, the budget includes um, attachment A, which is our uh, annual work plan, our attachment B, which is our executive level uh, executive level view of the annual budget. We have attachment C, which is a uh, detailed view of all the different revenue sources we'll be receiving in addition to every single line item in terms of expenses we'll be spending. And attachment D will also be uh, including a line item description, um, each line item a description of how we came up with that estimate and why we're projecting these estimates um, for the upcoming year. Uh, what I have here is a pie chart. A pie chart that shows um, that total revenues for fiscal year 16-17 will uh, accumulate to 125.8 million. As you can see, the majority of revenues represented here are sales tax revenue. This represents 86%. Uh, our next highest source of revenue is 6.91% uh, and this is our federal grant revenue. Um, as you saw in the past, we had a, a large amount of grant, federal grant revenue last year because of the one-time um, Presidio Parkway milestone. Also, we had huge expenditures for our Yerba Buena Island ramps project. This year, in fiscal year 16-17, we are wrapping up the Yerba Buena Island ramps project. That will be completed in September. So this, is ex this would explain why our federal grant funding revenues are much lower than it was in the past year. Uh, we also have our, our regional grant funding of 2.29%, and this is uh, projects like our school transportation survey, the Alamany Interchange Improvement Study. We have state grant funding as well at 0.63%, which is our planning program and monitoring, and some state fund state contributions for the Uruguayana Island Improvement Program. Um, we have a less than a percent for interest income and other revenues, and our other revenues consist of any sublease of office space that we have during the year. Moving on um, to my next slide. We have Our next slide, uh, this is a history of sales tax revenue. This is a 10-year history. As you can see, last year we broke 100 million. We were at 100.3 million, so we are projecting this year at 108.2. Uh, in fiscal year 09-10, you'll see that there was a dip of sales tax revenue. We had 62.9 million, and this was really the financial crisis back then. This is when Lehman Brothers um, collapsed and some of the other institutes at that time. 
Can you guys help me out with the PowerPoint? Um, if you're just following along with the slides, we have um, a slide explaining the total uh, sales tax capital program status. This is uh, page six. Uh, this is the next page. This is um, what we have from inception to date of what's been programmed. There's been about three billion dollars program, and um, approximately uh, what's been allocated is 1.5 billion, and what's been reimbursed. Um, is less than a million. As you can see here that we are programming more than we are um, receiving in reimbursements. And this, this is um, what we're used to seeing and this is how we've uh, balanced the cash and the debt as we've been issuing. As you, can, as you may recall that each year we've anticipated debt to come in um, because our revenues are much lower than our expenditures. But because of um, the, the speed of reimbursements coming in from our sponsors. We've been able to manage that and um, basically utilize our revolving um, credit loan program to help meet those cash flow needs. And in lieu, we are not, we did not have to issue any um, a bond and in order to meet those cash flow needs at a higher rate. Deputy Director Fong, I had a question. Do we have projections to 2020? It looks like it's a pretty significant increases pretty much from 2009 um, is it going to level out, or are we continuing to increase the sales tax revenues through the city through 2020? Uh, we, we, have, we have a projection of um, sales tax uh, revenues um, that was just recently completed. Uh, well, from what I re recall seeing, it is a steady increase um, incrementally between 2% um, to up to 4% um, over up to 2020. I don't see any um, anticipated downslope like what we saw in fiscal year 9 or 10. But, but again, that, that is uh, related to the market as well. So it looks like we might hit a point of almost doubling our sales tax revenue from 2009 to basically 2020. That's not bad. It's possible. It's okay. very possible okay. from the projections from our economists. Okay, moving on to the next slide. Okay, what we have here is um, uh, sales tax capital expender history. That's just, just to give you more uh, a sense of uh, how high and low our expenditures have been for the last 10 years. As you can see here, uh, it, there's no consistent pattern. There's there's no um, no no projection of uh, no real projection of what we can see as coming as expenditures. Our, in 2007, uh, we had a huge uh, year expenditures because of the Third Street initial operating segment, the T-third line. And then as um, each year followed, you can see that it's gone up. In 2010, uh, the financial crisis year, expenditures were at $52 million, which worked out very well since revenues only came in at $62.9 million. Uh, moving on to the next slide, this is uh, a slide that shows you that in this year's budget for fiscal year 16-17, $444 million of Prop K funds will be committed toward the local match of new um, Muni vehicles. These are the motor coaches, the trolley buses, the light rail, uh, light rail vehicles, and the paratransit. And you can see that motor coaches we have planned 584, trolley buses at 280, um, planned for light rail vehicles is 192, and what we have is 151 paratransits um, coming, coming um, to our city shortly. And with that, um, this would be a good opportunity to ask um, Executive Director Tilly Chang to come up to present the uh, annual work program. Thank you.
Thank you, Cynthia. And I want to really appreciate uh, Cynthia and her team for helping us every year uh, provide for our smooth budget process at the staff level. Thank you, uh, Chair Mar, Commissioners. Pleased to present the proposed 2016-17 work program. Um, our agency-wide goals are here on uh, the slide 10, and they remain as the seven board um, board-directed goals for our agency, <clears throat> providing for delivery of our work program, board support to you all, promoting efficiency and customer service, coordinating and collaborating with our partner agencies, and providing leadership at the regional and state levels, even as we build awareness of our programs and our, our, our opportunities uh, to do business with the TA, and facilitating our agency and staff development and on that last one, I'll just note that this is a special year for us as we're taking the opportunity to look inward, to do an organizational assessment, uh, to prepare for some of our new roles as the Treasure Island Mobility Management Agency, um, and to address some of the management systems and policies and procedures and things that are healthy to take a look at once in a while and make sure that we're still providing an excellent uh, workplace for our staff as well as development um, opportunities for them and as well making sure that we're meeting the city and region's needs going forward. So I look forward to presenting to you all at the board level on that as we make progress on that effort. Moving to the um, presentation, we break down our work program into three, uh, three or four main buckets, plan, fund, deliver, and uh, report, report on that uh, transparency and accountability goal. On the planning side, um, as in years past, we have a rich work program that is um, provided to us through your direction as well as what comes in from the neighborhoods through our neighborhood transportation improvement program. Um, and we're also working collaboratively with the city and region on long-range planning. Some of the items that you'll be aware of are the freeway corridor management study. We're working on managed lanes to connect San Francisco to the South Bay through uh, lane treatments on the freeway for buses and, and high occupancy vehicle carpools. We're working on an interesting um, and innovative program with BART this year to try and move shift folks out of that crowded peak period in the Bay Bridge corridor. That's an innovative use of technology and marketing to help folks uh, incentivize them to come in earlier or later in, the, in that peak period and avoid that crowded condition, help us with that. On the Geary Corridor Bus Rapid Transit, we want to uh, bring that forward for approval with our partners at SFMTA. By now, it's much more than a bus rapid transit project. It, what began as a, a transit reliability um, and travel time project has really turned into a complete street uh, and safe, Vision Zero safety project as well. So we appreciate your support on that as we wrap things up. Our Neighborhood Transportation Improvement Program, I just attended yesterday. We had a great outreach meeting. MTA hosted it in District 5, uh, Western Edition Com Community-Based Transportation Plan. Uh, saw a lot of great um, comments and review by the community. And that's just one example of one project in one of our districts. And we have them going on in each of your districts. I think in D District 1, we're about to finish that first planning effort, I believe, uh, uh, Chair Mar, in your district on Arguello and 8th and um, 16th on 8th, 16th and 23rd on bicycle facilities there. Uh, Vision Zero Ramps, I'll come back to. That's a very important initiative that we appreciate Supervisor or Commissioner Kim's support there in District 6. We're also working in um, uh, the Balboa area on the ramps um, to improve safety and the connections at Alamany in District 9. Um, and finally, this last group here, the Regional Core Capacity Study, the San Francisco Transportation Plan Update, and Long Range Planning Program. These are long range capital and uh, improvement pro uh, planning programs that we are undertaking with the city and region to provide for that long-term strategy. How are we going to address our climate needs, our affordability and equity uh, profile, as well as making sure that we are 
enable, we, we can plan for the capital improvements even as we uh, look for new revenues to build some of those needed improvements. Moving on to the next page, we have our technology-enabled transportation white paper coming up. This is a background paper that we thought would be uh, useful to do to build on some earlier jitney work that Commissioner Farrell had asked us to do, trying to speak to and capture uh, the work that's happening right now on uh, connected vehicles and autonomous vehicles and tech technology-enabled apps and services that are really upon us and out there, and we need to make sure that we have a strong policy framework to guide the city's regulation and um, uh, development of that sector so that we have a, a smooth, as smooth a transition as possible and, frankly, what is kind of a messy period for transportation and for cities as we grapple with the benefits and the impacts of some of these services. Um, our modeling bureau continues to do excellent travel demand modeling and research and development, um, and we'll provide that support to our city uh, agency, sister agencies, as well as the private sector. Moving on to funding, um, I'll just note that we hope that this is a, a big year for our local revenue advocacy. We certainly are pledging uh, our, our support to BART as BART pursues a regional bond uh, this fall in November. Um, we have been working collaboratively with uh, city agencies and regional agencies on a potential new revenue measure, and we await direction from, from you all, the board, and the mayor on that. Um, we have uh, fund programming on ongoing, allocations ongoing from our Prop K and AA programs, our One Bay Area grant program, Cycle 2 work is happening uh, together with the region to see where that uh, program will uh, land, but it looks to be similar to last round, which is funding some of our major initiatives here, the Masonic Street um, Bike Facilities and Improvement Project, the Second Street, uh, Safe Routes to, to School programs, um, and, and the like. Uh, in terms of, let me see, the, let me see, one thing I might want right, to highlight here is the legislative advocacy. We'll be heading up to Sacramento um, together with the chamber to advocate for the special session uh, work that Mark Watts just presented to you on, looking for new revenues at the state level and also advocating for our priorities under cap and trade, affordable housing, transit, um, active transportation, biking and uh, bicycle and pedestrian safety projects, as well as high-speed rail. Okay, now turning to the deliver, plan, fund, and now deliver. Uh, on delivery, this is going to be an exciting year as we anticipate completing our I-80 Yerba Buena Island westbound ramp, uh, eastbound Westbound ramp project, excuse me, we have a westbound uh, counterpart coming up this uh, next year. The Presidio Parkway will also seek final um, acceptance of that project, even though we opened it to traffic last year. Uh, the final works will be completed by the end of this calendar year. On I-280 at the Balboa Park ramps, our team is working on that southbound off-ramp to Ocean Avenue to straighten it out and make it safer, even as we're also working in District 6 again and District 9 as well on ramp improvement pro projects. Uh, turning to our oversight role, Caltrain, electrification, and high-speed rail, the blended service in the peninsula is a major focus this year. Central Subway, we'll keep an eye on that project, which is making great progress on time and on budget there. Uh, the Trans Bay Transit Center will see substantial um, advancement moving toward completion, and the downtown extension will be our new focus to renew that work and to build on the alternatives that Planning Department is looking at um, and move forward together with high-speed rail and Caltrain. 
on engineering support. Um, there's good work happening in the Quint, in the Bayview, as well as um, elsewhere in the city as we provide support to Public Works, uh, San Francisco Public Works at, on Lombard Street and 19th Avenue in particular. Now on transparency and accountability, our reporting functions, um, as usual, you'll see some of these take place and we look um, forward to uh, even more sort of collaboration and progress on some of these areas. Our integrated technology and systems project is knitting together our portal system for our sponsors, making it easier for them to uh, administer grants and for us to reimburse them, uh, making that whole process more seamless and um, uh, accessible via the web, for example. And we also, as I mentioned on the human resources side, are taking a look again at how do we manage our work program and how do we provide for um, the, the work program planning and uh, advancement and mentoring opportunities to our staff because we're seeing quite a bit of pressure from, frankly, other agencies and other organizations um, as we've been poached a few times this year and we want to hang on to our great staff at the TA. Uh, with that, I'll just, um, we'll also uh, look forward to your guidance this month, and we'll be back for the approval next month. I uh, want to again thank Cynthia Fong and our finance team for a job well done. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Chang. Um, so this is the first kind first of look. hearing on this, and then we're also going to hear it next month as well. Okay. Correct. Questions, colleagues? I, I did want to say it's, it's a pleasure to work with the staff of the TA. I, I feel totally informed, and whenever my office needs information, it's so timely, and I just really appreciate from the policy to the operational to everything, but I appreciate the staff and then how strategic you are as well, but thank you for the presentation. Thank you very much. So I see no questions. Let's open up for public comment. Is there anyone from the public that would like to speak? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Um, Mr. Stamos, next item. Uh, item six, introduction of new items. I see no comments from colleagues. Let's open this up for public comment. Anyone from the public? Public comment is closed. Um, next item, Mr. Stamos. Item seven, general public comment. Yeah, thank One you. speaker. Thank you. Good morning, commissioners. Virtues would be the foundation for personal establishment. Meaningful way would be the resource for facing society. Virtues arise from holiness. Meaningful way comes out from peaceful harmony of humanity. Managing the world with holiness, then everywhere, would bring in unity of oneness in heart. Taking care of daily affairs with peacefulness, then hundred aspects of daily affairs would come under perfect order. Being full with passion and principles, then all family and social bonds come to good order. Human affairs having great harmony, then one's dueling existence would have no worries. Of tragic changes bring along disorder, of upsetting of family and social order bringing disaster tours, being greedy for worldly fame and profits will ruin a person's integrity, having competition with power and position bring in danger of conflicts, of historic lessons if it reflects of most downfalls arose from greedily desires, if one upholds one's virtues and should deliver with outrageous way, joyful along with people, and sharing people's worry with the common ground of humanity, then one definitely would bring along peace of wellness and peaceful life. Of high aspiration of holiness should take all these matters for good consideration. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Public comment is closed. 
Mr. Stamos, next item. Uh, item eight, adjournment. Very good. Thank you, everyone. Meeting adjourned.